I risk my life. I risk my children's life. I go to the hospital and take photos for one month. After 100 years, uh, when we all died, people will remember these times from our photos. This is the power of photography. With photography, you are writing history. And can you imagine you will be the part of history with your photos? This is something being immortal, in my opinion. Hey, Wiki Hunters, welcome back to the Art of Photography podcast, where we share photographers' journey and show how photography has given us hope, purpose, and happiness. And today we have someone who is very special. Um, I've come across her work, uh, a documentary artist who is passionate about sharing the world story and going through her photos. It's taken my breath away. I have heard a few times, you know, uh, of her sharing some of her story as well as speaking some of the issue in this world. And I just want to be able to share her voice to more of you out there. So today, let's welcome Dilek. Hey, Dilek, how are you? I believe you are from Turkey at the moment, right? Yes, Stanley. Uh, thank you so much. Uh, I'm from Turkey and uh, living in Ankara, the capital city of Turkey. Uh, and thank you for your kind uh, invite. Oh, yeah, 100%. You know, I really enjoy listening to your story, really enjoy the photos that you have taken, right? They are so full of emotion. And I believe you have some, a project as well, which, you know, we're going to talk about a little bit later to, um, to evoke emotion and to share um, and, and, and um, help um, share a message through your photography. And I think that is fantastic. Now, before we go through all of that, could you just share with us who is Dilek and how did you start photography in the first place? I'm Dilek, a mother of two. And actually, my profession is law. I'm a lawyer in Turkey. And I always believe that people uh, should have some hobbies uh, in their uh, daily life to take a breath during the hectic uh, routine of uh, daily life. And I was a skydiver before uh, starting uh, to take photos. And uh, I was always saying that skydiving is my passion and uh, it's my love. I can't uh, forget it. I can live it and I can find another love. But uh, with some uh, health issues, I should have decided to give a decision and stop making uh, skydiving. And I try to find something to focus and to make me uh, feel good and just take a camera uh, at that time because it was so popular uh, in Turkey uh, 12 years ago. Uh, people were uh, getting cameras and uh, starting to take photos. Up to that time, I never uh, into photography actually. Uh, even we go to somewhere, uh, I, uh, I don't like, I never uh, like taking selfies or uh, taking photos of the places I visit. Uh, but uh, I decided to get a camera. Uh, and when you let, know less, you thought that you know everything. And in the beginning of my photographic journey, it was same. I was thinking that uh, just taking, uh, buying a, a brand new camera uh, is uh, enough to take some good photos. Uh, but 
I get a good uh, camera at that time, then I realize that it's not enough. Uh, but I still uh, don't realize at that times the importance of the people behind the camera. I was just thinking the camera is okay. I just don't know how to use it. So I went to a course uh, to learn how to use the camera. And then I started to understand uh, that the people behind the camera is one of the most important thing, not the camera. And uh, photography is not just uh, clicking something uh, when you're just walking or traveling around. It's something special. It has some power. Uh, and I fall in love with photography. Uh, and uh, I started to uh, force myself to learn it. Uh, in the best way. Uh, and my journey starts uh, uh, like that 12 years ago. Uh, it wasn't easy uh, as a woman photographer from Turkey, as a mother from Turkey, because our priorities are uh, determined before. Uh, you should be a wife, you should be your mother, and then you should uh, work in your uh, daily uh, professional work. Uh, the hobbies and that the kinds of things are not important and you don't need to make something like that. Uh, actually, so many people uh, think uh, uh, were saying, why are you making something like that? It is nonsense and something, uh, etc. Uh, but I try, I also try to change uh, something uh, and try to show that if a woman wants to succeed, uh, she can, uh, instead of all the difficulties uh, that uh, she faced. And uh, I've worked a lot. I've worked a lot. I fall down, but then I get up uh, again and I've uh, worked uh, more. I work more. And yes, uh, right now I'm happy where I am, actually. Wow, that's such an inspiring story. You know, um, I, I can relate to you because I... Just, uh, well, I was born in Indonesia, you know, where the culture is very similar. I feel like the main purpose for us to live is to go to school, get a good grade so we can get a good job, get married, get a house and die, right? And Exactly. So, you know, when, when you share that, I really can relate to that because I know exactly how the pressure from not only the people around you, but the culture, right? So yeah. that is incredible. And, you know, I, I feel like for you, it's much more, um, a lot more challenging, right? Because like you say, you're, you're a mother of two, you're a woman and, um, you know, that, that makes things a lot more challenging. Now, yes. when, when you first pick up a camera, so I love this. I love how you sh share that, you know, a good camera is not the thing that take good photo. And hopefully the people who are kind of in the beginning of their journey starting to understand this, right? <laughs> because I really wish I know this a lot earlier. Now, what, what makes you 
love photography. So you say that, you know, you, you're looking for an, a new hobby after your skydiving, which is fantastic. I always wanted to be a skydiver, by the way. Um, you know, so um, you, you picked up your a camera, you started to learn photography. Um, but what makes you fall in love with it? What makes you stay and keep taking photos and going through telling you know, some of the most powerful stories that you have told through your photography. Um, I was living uh, in a big city uh, in good conditions, in, uh, in a good social status. Uh, and uh, my holidays was uh, in uh, five-star hotels at that time. Um, as a lawyer, I was earning good and my husband also uh, earning good. Uh, and the people around me uh, was just focused on uh, getting some new clothes, new houses, new cars, and something like that. Uh, I was living uh, in a society like that. Uh, and uh, earning money means at that times uh, is just uh, getting and uh, buying a new uh, house, new clothes, new and brand bags, shoes. Uh, etc. But when I started to take photos, uh, I visited uh, the rural parts of Anatolia that I never uh, been before. Uh, and I uh, see how kind people are there, uh, how they open all their life and uh, all their houses uh, to you, how they uh, uh, make guests to their uh, dinners, to their uh, breakfasts. Uh, and uh, that really uh, make me surprised. Uh, everything was uh, different from the life I was living uh, in the big city. And uh, everything uh, started to change in my mind. Uh, a good photographer once said that you can't even uh, uh, say that you are uh, seeing and understanding the world uh, before taking photos. This is so right. I understand it after I started to take photography. And uh, I see that uh, the things that we want to improve, uh, that we want more, make us uh, less actually. Uh, because I saw this in Anatolia. People were so polite. People were so kind. People were so humble. Uh, but uh, we all forget that things in big cities uh, in my country. And uh, touching the people's story, touching their life, uh, listening their stories uh, make me so happy. I was also uh, interested in literature and I was writing some uh, stories uh, and writing some uh, papers on uh, some important names, uh, web pages in Turkey uh, before. And uh, I realized that photography is writing a story actually. Uh, you're writing their story with your one frame, one single frame. And uh, when we read the uh, stories or novels uh, written in past times, we can um, understand that, oh, they are using these things. They were living in that way. 
so uh, they are uh, also a part of history. But uh, if it is a, a novel or a story, you can think that that uh, writer is uh, imagining that things. But if uh, the topic is photography, uh, people believe that. People show uh, the reality. And I decided to tell their stories uh, with my photos because with the technology, with the uh, time, so many cultures, so many uh, traditions are disappearing. Uh, and uh, we need to uh, document all that things and uh, tell their stories. My travel photography journey started like this because I love this. Uh, I feel myself that I'm finding uh, new treasures when I uh, visited that parts of Turkey. Uh, I never had a chance in uh, a five-star hotel uh, before, and that makes me fall in love in uh, photography. Wow, that is such a cool story. And um, I, I, I definitely can relate, you know. Um, I was someone who really cared about the materialistic things and um, I would earn fine money to be, to be able to buy more stuff. And you're, you're absolutely right. You know, the less we have, the more we appreciate things and um, make it's, it's funny because the less people have, the, it seems like the kinder they are and the less selfish they are, which exactly what you say now. Um, I really enjoy the way you tell a story to your photography, right? Um, they are so powerful. They speak to you. Now, when you go out there and you start traveling and you look at this different culture, this different point of view, and you capture them and tell that story through your photography, what are some of the things that you look through? What are some of the things that goes through your mind so that you could tell um you know this story in such a profound way uh -huh. um anatolia uh in anatolia our culture is so rich so colorful so contrast and uh you can imagine the philosophy between so many things for example when i uh went to uh mula chomakta first i uh see that uh, people, women are wearing some silk scarves uh, on uh, their head, uh, not just because they are uh, they believe Islam. Uh, that scarves uh, was so different, and they were putting fresh flowers on their uh, scarves. Uh, and I asked them why uh, all of you putting that fresh flower because. Uh, in other parts of Anatolia, uh, I never uh, saw something like that. And then they answered me and they said that uh, because they want to smell like fresh flowers to their husbands. And that makes me, um, I can't explain uh, the uh, feelings that I uh, feel when I first hear that. This was so unique. This was so special, so kind. And uh, this is how Anatolian people uh, look uh, to the world, actually. Uh, they don't have money to get perfumes or something like that, but they find something uh, special like this. Uh, and uh, people should hear that story. That's why I started to take uh, their photos, uh, for example, and tell their story. 
uh, whenever you go uh, somewhere, uh, when you try to communicate them, uh, you can understand their story. Uh, if you can't become one with them, uh, if they uh, can't uh, share their story with you, you can understand them. And if you don't understand them, you can't tell their story uh, in a proper way. Um, when I go somewhere to take photos, I never get my camera uh, in the beginning and take uh, photos. Uh, uh, I started to talk with them. Uh, I started to understand with them. I, they, I share my story, they share their story. And after understand what they are living, what they feel, how to be uh, a, a person in that uh, place, uh, then I'm taking photos. And maybe that's why my photos are a little bit uh, different from the other photos, because uh, I can understand their story. And if you can't understand uh, someone's story, you can tell it. Yeah, that's incredible. I really love that. I really love that approach. And you're right. Most of us kind of go out there and bring our camera and take a photo because it looks appealing it looks good not to tell the story right well you know it, it, it the story might come afterward but i love your approach i love your approach on understanding the story and understanding what is the best way to share that through your photography and i think that's just so powerful because like you say, you know, if you don't understand their story, then how can you capture it in a way that tell their story? Wow, that is just incredible. That's incredible. Um, sorry, that just really take you know my my breath away and really enjoy that. Um, and uh, you know, that's I I I mean, I really can see that. Um, you know, I really can see that through your photography. Um, they really speak. They really have an emotion and. I could just imagine that, you know, you understanding what they're thinking through, what what um, the emotion that they have before they, that you capture these photos, right? I mean, coming from a landscape photographer uh, or, you know, astrophotographer and nature photographer, I don't get that as much, right? But that is such a great lesson to learn. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you uh, for giving this opportunity to me, actually. Uh, I love landscape photos, astrophotography, also macro and wildlife, but uh, they are not my cup of uh, tea, actually, because I love uh, listening uh, the people's story. I love uh, touching their life. And uh, the way uh, of touching their life uh, is taking photo. Uh, because I'm not just uh, touching uh, the button of my camera. I'm uh, talking with them. I'm sharing time uh, to them and they are sharing their times uh, with me. Uh, that's why I love uh, photography. Wow. It's, you know, it's, I really enjoy listening to you talking because um, you have, I can hear the passion, the love for the people and the love for photography from your from your story so that is just incredible now <clears throat> one thing that i'm wondering right when you when you come across this um so for example you know coming from a nature photographer or an astrophotographer I would think about, you know, what are the different places and think about, you know, how it could have looked like 
where the landscape is, where the light is. Now, one thing that I'm interested in, right, um, is how do you pick your destination? Do you have a certain criteria, a certain thing that interests you? Or do you just kind of travel and see what, what story you can tell from that? Um, it's changing time to time, actually, because, uh, for example, I was not uh, that... Uh, woman wearing some uh, interesting scarves on uh, Mula Chomakda and I uh, go there. Uh, and uh, there are some uh, photographic places in all around the world, you know, also in Turkey, and we know uh, that places, but the challenging uh, thing is uh, going that places and taking some different photos uh, from the photos that taken before. Uh, that is the most challenging one because it's not easy uh, if people uh, go there and take some good photos before. Uh, but I love challenges uh, during all my life. And also sometimes uh, I'm uh, trying to find uh, some places which will suit uh, my topic. Uh, for example, uh, I decided to go as city in Turkey uh for to take photos uh before going there i'm making some readings i'm trying to understand uh what is uh popular in that uh city or in that town uh what are uh, their traditions and then when i go that city, i'm trying to find uh that things uh every part of anatolia has uh, so many different things to photograph. So uh, probably I will continue uh, taking photos in my country uh, and it's uh, easy uh, to understand their story, to be one with them. Uh, and that makes me uh, more comfortable while taking photos because if you are a, a, a tourist uh, in a country, it's uh, not easy uh, to understand the whole story. You're just taking photos just like a tourist and you can't jump into the deep of uh, the story, deep of the cities, deep of the people. So uh, I love uh, taking that kind of photos. And uh, usually I'm trying to find the local people uh, who will help me in that areas to show and to also explain their culture deeply. Uh, I'm choosing uh, the destinations or the place like that. That is incredible. Yeah, I love that. So when you, you know, go to these places, like, and, you know, through your photography, you have taken a lot of photos that have a profound meaning to it, right? There is such a, a, there is a lot of message behind your photography, at least from what I have seen. Now, do you have any some sort of mission or any purpose that you're trying to achieve from these messages or is it more about just the storytelling and just so happen this, um, you know, the, the, the impact that you give from the photo, um, you know, kind of just turn out that way? Mm -hmm. um, actually, before uh, winning Nature uh, Travel photographic, uh, photographic Contest, I was just taking single photos and uh, trying to tell the stories of uh, the cities or the people I visited uh, during my uh, travels. Uh, 
But uh, after uh, 2017, uh, I decided uh, to uh, also uh, make photo projects, uh, make documentary photo projects, because uh, sometimes just a single photo is not enough uh, to tell a big uh, problem, to take attention to an uh, important social issue. Uh, so uh, I started to think, what can I do? Because I believe the power of uh, photography. I believe the, uh, I believe how photography can reach the millions if uh, the photographer uses it in a proper way. Uh, we see, uh, we saw these uh, examples uh, in uh, art history. So my first long-term project was uh, with cancer patients because I want to take attention to the uh, importance of early diagnosis. Uh, I, I believe that if you are, uh, if someone afraid of something, they can uh, be careful. But if you uh, make uh, advertisements uh, and saying that everything uh, will be great, you will be healed, everything will be great, uh, people uh, stop afraid of uh, that illnesses like cancer. Uh, so I want to uh, tell the story of uh, Zeynep. Uh, and uh, she was one of my uh, main model in my project. Uh, she was healing too, uh, and uh, her story was uh, so uh, heartbreaking and so emotional. Uh, but then, uh, unfortunately and unexpectedly, uh, we lost her. Cancer uh, uh, made a metastasis, and we lost her. And I understand uh, how things can change quickly, and. Uh, from her story, I wanted to uh, broke people's heart. Uh, I want to make them sad because I believe that if they become sad, uh, they can uh, get doctor controls and uh, the early diagnosis. Uh, if they have some uh, problems, uh, the doctors can get uh, that uh, in early stages. Uh, I worked with cancer patients and then uh, COVID uh, comes our lives two years ago, you know, and everything was like a science fiction. film. Uh, we were watching uh, from our uh, computers, from our televisions, uh, what's happening in China. Wow, everything was so far. Uh, and uh, it was like... Uh, we will not uh, affect with uh, these things. And then it becomes the whole world's reality. And after World War II, uh, nothing uh, affected whole world uh, like that. Uh, and uh, I can stop myself uh, to take the photos of uh, that times because uh, as a photographer, I can't change the history, but I can show it. Uh, that was my motto. Uh, so I tried to get permission uh, to go to the intensive care unit, to go to the hospitals, to go to the streets, to take the photos. Uh, but especially in the beginning of the pandemic, uh, there were no vaccine, uh, even uh, there were no treatment uh, 
at proper treatment for COVID. No one let me uh, permission. But then I used the power of uh, social media. I made, uh, I wrote some tweets. Uh, and uh, first of all, Ankara municipality hear my voice. Uh, we were all uh, in lockdown in Ankara, but they get permission for me. And I uh, photographed the disinfection periods of all public transformation uh, areas and the other places. And then uh, I get permission from Gazi University uh, Hospital. I risk my life. I risk my children's life. Uh, but I go to the hospital and take photos for one month, not just one day, just for two days. I went that hospital every single day for one month just to make something uh, different and strong. Because after 100 years, uh, when we all died, people will remember these times from our photos. This is the power of uh, photography. Uh, with photography, you are writing history. And uh, can you imagine you will be the part of history with your photos? This is something being immortal, in my opinion. Uh, I may be die, but people will remember my name with that photos. And this is so important for me. Uh, I get all that risks uh, and I uh, photograph uh, all the periods, all parts of, I shoot photos in all parts of the hospital. Uh, and that uh, project awarded in almost all uh, photo contests. Uh, so I'm so happy with that project. And uh, after uh, NetGeo, my uh, point of view to photography is changed also. and. Uh, I also try to take attention to these social importance uh, issues and uh, take photos of them. I worked with uh, seasonal workers' children uh, because, uh, you know, with COVID, uh, our children started uh, education from far away, uh, from laptops, from computer, but uh, the economical situation is not the same uh, in every part of Turkey. And... Uh, so many children don't have internet connection, don't have uh, laptops, and uh, they couldn't get the education they should uh, get from the government, from their country. So I made a, a photo project to take attention to that inequality, actually. Uh, something like that. Wow, that is incredible. What a story. So... Um, <laughs> I'm just trying to to you know put my thought together here. Um, you know that's just so incredible what you did. You know, um, I saw your your project, your photo series around COVID, and it's absolutely incredible, right? Now, what what going through your head? What makes you um, want to risk your life? I know that you know you 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 want um, you kind of mentioned about living a legacy, being able to be part of the history. But in order to do that, you're not only risking your, yourself, but also, you know, like you say, risking your daughter. So how... Your, son, actually, both of them. And you're doing it for a month, right? So what was that month look like? Like, just take us through, you know, 
the day in the life of Dilek during that one month when you were going back and forth to the hospital to document this incredible pandemic? Um, actually, it wasn't easy, but I couldn't stop myself. And you can't imagine how many uh, no I heard during the whole uh, permission process. Everyone saying me no. You should stay at your home. You are a woman. You should take care of your children and stay at home. Uh, and normally, um, it's hard for me to uh, want some uh, thing from someone and to ask some help from the others. But I couldn't stop myself because I was seeing that how COVID affecting the whole world, and I couldn't stop myself. I couldn't think anything, uh, and. I was go I was wearing uh, two clothes on me, uh, going to the hospital, uh, taking photos during the whole time, uh, and uh, during at five uh, p.m. for Turkish time, I was leaving the hospital, coming home, uh, taking um, the clothes on me uh, in front of my house, uh, putting them in a uh, bag. Uh, and then uh, with the uh, clean uh, clothes uh, in uh, me, I was going home, but also I was uh, putting some scarf on my hairs because uh, I don't want to if, uh, affect my children if uh, my hair gets some wires or not. Uh, I was washing my clothes uh, with uh, hot water in a washing machine. Uh, also making a shower uh, with hot water. And uh, I wasn't uh, coming together with my children. Not just one month. After one month, uh, the doctor suggested me uh, to live separately with my children for one month too. And you can't imagine how hard it is. How hard it is. Uh, I, I love... Uh, uh, being close to the people. Uh, I love uh, being close to my uh, children. I love hugging them. I love touching them. But I couldn't make this. And I was just sitting in front of my computer making some uh, Instagram talks or something like that. And I was so curious. Uh, I realized that I'm uh, checking my favor uh, almost all the time. Uh, and I was thinking that I get infected and I will gonna die. Uh, and I was just praying for uh, not infecting uh, my uh, children. Uh, it was easy while I was in hospital, but it wasn't easy while I was waiting at home uh, and uh, thinking if I infected or not. And I get 20 kilos during that uh, period. Uh, I was just eating, I was just eating. Uh, and uh, during my pregnancies, I didn't get that uh, weight actually. Uh, but uh, the whole period really affected me so much, uh, also uh, emotionally uh, too. Uh, but thanks God, uh, I didn't affect it. Uh, not in that period, during the whole COVID times, I never affected. Uh, it's surprising. I'm lucky, I guess. Uh, maybe that's why uh, I go there. Uh, God, maybe God chose me <laughs> to make that project because being one month uh, in hospital and being so close to the patients uh, was not easy, actually.
Yeah, wow, that's uh, that's incredible. You know, um, I I saw the documentary on um, I can't remember what what TV station it was, but I saw a documentary on how hotel um, what are the different routine that the hotel um have to go through when they accept people for quarantine, and it was in it was crazy. So that's why I was very interested to hear what was that, you know, journey like for you. And, you know, doing that for a month and a little bit more, that's that's just crazy. You know, the amount of dedication that you put in there, um, it's 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 unprecedented. And um, I admire that very much. Now, I'm I'm still curious, right? So you you document all these incredible photos um, and events that had happened during probably going to be one of the uh, a, a, a global event, one of the you know a, an event that affected globally, like you say, you know, ever since the World War II. Um, now, when you when you kind of you know put all the, the um, when you kind of put all the intention together and you tell yourself, I want to document this thing. I want to be able to go into these places where the people are um, infected, where the people are getting uh, affected the most. How do you go about getting that permit? Because like you say, you, you have come across a lot of no's and I could imagine, right? What people thinking when they hear this. So it's like, are you crazy? Like, no, stay home. So what, how did you end up getting that permit and being able to actually document this event? Um, first of all, I was just sitting at home in the beginning of uh, first COVID uh, case detected in uh, 11 March in Turkey. And I was in uh, hospital in May. Uh, during that uh, two months, I was trying to get permission. Uh, but first of all, I didn't think going uh, on the hospitals and taking some photos. I was thinking that this period will end uh, in a few weeks at least. Uh, but I was just sitting at my home trying to uh, see something different. Uh, what can I shoot at home? Uh I made something, I made something different actually, uh, but it wasn't enough for me. Uh, there was a war outside and uh, I can be part of uh, that historical time. So uh, I get uh, calls with so many people, uh, but the only thing I heard was no. Uh, first of all, uh, they were saying that you are not a journalist uh, and even the journalists are coming here and taking one or two days, but you want to stay and take photos uh, so many times. So uh, it's impossible. Uh, and, uh, it, and when I talk with someone, they were saying, yes, taking that photos can be a good idea, but our hospital has some uh, public relationship uh, department and there's a guy, he is taking some photos. He can take two. Uh, uh, yes, everyone can take photos, but taking some good photos is something different. Uh, so it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Uh, but 
finally, uh, while I was making an Instagram co uh, talk uh, at that times, a doctor heard my uh, voice and uh, he said that, uh, Miss Dilek, you can come and take photos if you want. Uh, in my hospital, I'm taking photo. I'm trying to uh, take some photos, but I'm in the beginning of my photographic journey, and I can open the doors to you, and you can teach me uh, how to take photos. Uh, and I said, okay, uh, but it was in, uh, incredible. Uh, everything was becoming so easy. Uh, I wasn't used to that. Everyone should said me no, uh, and. Uh, I went to the hospital, uh, we talked with the uh, director of the hospital, he was so uh, kind too, and uh, he said that you can start now, uh, and I said no, uh, I didn't come uh, with proper clothes to take some photos, I'm wearing uh, sweets right now, so okay, I will come together and start, everything started in that way, I, after all that period, uh, I find a way to take photos. And also I wrote uh, a paper uh, to government uh, because uh, I want to take some photos in government hospital and in city hospitals too. And people laughed me. Uh, they said that they will never answer you, uh, sister, because you know, uh, so many people writing papers to them, but they never answer. After one month, they answered me. Uh, in that paper, I uh, explain who am I, what is my aim, what I want to do uh, with that photos. And they let me to take some photos too in city hospital. And after working in Gaza University uh, Hospital, I went uh, to city hospital uh, to take some photos, but it was just for two days. And uh, it wasn't enough to take some really strong photos because when you're a foreigner in a place, they all get nervous uh, and uh, you can't catch the natural uh, body language uh, at that time. Uh, being in one month in Gaza University Hospital uh, was uh, so important because they used to me, they get used to me, they stop seeing me, I become one with them and uh, they just forget me. Uh, they were just thinking there's a crazy woman and clicking all the time. Uh, so they stopped thinking at me. Uh, they stopped worrying about me also because in the beginning, uh, when I first uh, go to hospital, they were a little bit uh, curious and worrying about me because I could infect it myself too and I can go uh, into hospital as a patient. Uh, but uh, they understand and they see how I'm obeying the rules and uh, don't making something stupid at the hospital. So, uh, yeah, I become invisible uh, and get all that photos. And that is such an incredible story. And you know what I love about it is that you you persist, right? You don't give up. You keep going. Yeah. You keep um, knocking on the door and eventually a door open but once the door open you know you 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 do it the right way you follow the rules and making sure that you're not adding the problem 
um, you know, adding to the problem. And I admire that very much because, um, you know, it's hard to be out there and documenting these things, um, you know, all these incredible events, right? But um, doing it in a way that doesn't create more harm to the rest of the people, I think that is just incredible. So, Massive congratulations for you. You know, you highly deserve uh, to get the award for that. I mean, it's just such an incredible story. So we, we you know, moving on from that, we um, talked about earlier before the podcast and um, you, you mentioned it yourself that... Um, that basically, you know, once um, um, you won that awards with the Net Geo, you started to look things differently, you're starting to um, work more on a longer term project and um, looking through the different ways that you can get, uh, that you can share the voice of issues that is important. Now, share with us, you know, with the audience, what are some of the projects that you are working on right now? And what is your mission behind that? Uh, right now, I'm working on a uh, project to take attention uh, to climate change because uh, climate change is one of the biggest problems that the humanity and the world uh, faced uh, right now. Uh, and uh, there are some uh, harmful effects of coal mines uh, to the environment uh, and it's affected the climate change also uh, and uh, we should find some alternative energy uh, sources uh, this can be changed from the geographical uh, situation of your country or your uh, location but there are uh, so many alternative situations but especially after the war uh, between Ukraine and uh, Russia, uh, the cool mines become more important again. Uh, so uh, I want to uh, take attention uh, to that point and uh, make a long-term project uh, to show uh, all that things deeply. Uh, and I'm working uh, with them uh, right now. Uh, I went uh, to some cool mines uh, for five times uh, and I will continue going there and taking photos. Uh, it's not an easy project for me. Uh, also, uh, it wasn't easy to get permissions again. Uh, probably I always love something challenging uh, because when you make something like that, uh, you also inspire uh, the young ladies uh, in your country. Uh, this is important uh, for me. Uh, being an artist is not just taking some good photos, in my opinion. Being an artist is also inspiring uh, the young generations with your stand, with your thoughts, with your speaks, with your stand, uh, with your also uh, behaviors. So uh, I'm trying to do my best uh, as an artist. Uh, I'm trying to be a role model uh, to them. Uh, so, yes, it's not easy. Uh, it's not easy for me too, uh, to take photos uh, in cool minds because I don't uh, like, uh, I have some claustrophobic uh, problems and I can stand in uh, closed areas in dark, but uh, I'm going uh, in cool minds. Can you imagine how it was challenging for me uh, also? 
but yes, uh, some good photos are coming. Uh, I was so excited, especially after some uh, shoots and uh, I sent them to some uh, photo contest and seeing that uh, they are chosen as editor pick and shortlisted in some contest is also making me happy uh, because I didn't finish the project uh, right now. I just sent some of them as single photos, but the what uh, uh, I get uh, was uh, so helpful. So I'm so hopeful with uh, my new long-term project too. Wow, that is incredible. Yeah, look, um, I used to be an engineer and I used to work in um, aluminum refinery. So I know how difficult it must have been for you to get, you know, permission to get in there, especially to take photos. I know mining companies doesn't like people doing that, right? <laughs> also, there are three kinds of uh, mining companies. One is uh, under the control of government, one is private, and uh, also there are illegal uh, coal mines. They don't have any permission. Uh, if someone uh, see and find that cool mines, they destroyed uh, them. Uh, I find uh, some two illegal uh, cool mines and I will go there and take some photos too. Uh, it will also be so dangerous for me because being in an illegal cool mine uh, uh, means also risking my life again. Uh, and uh, just one month ago, uh, an explosion happens in uh, one of the biggest coal mines uh, that I, uh, I was planning to shoot uh, too. So uh, it's not easy. Yes, I'm risking my life again, but uh, something good cannot happen uh, if you uh, don't take risks, uh, in my opinion. Comfort zones uh, are our most uh barrier in my opinion when you uh, take out of your uh, comfort zone uh, something uh, good happen uh, in my opinion that is so great i totally agree with that and um, yeah like just you know um rules and regulation to keep the mind safety is um probably what's making them legal so going to a coal mine that's illegal gonna be a lot more dangerous so um, please do take care of yourself when you go out there i know how dangerous it could be you know i'm um, being an engineer working on that and um yeah it's just so many hazards and so many things could go wrong in in no time so make sure that you take care of yourself but um Climate change is something that I feel, you know, I feel powerful. Um, I, I feel, um, yeah, powerfully about because I feel like um, there's there is not enough urgency around that, and it's you know I used to live in Canada. Um, I see how quickly ice caves and glaciers um, disappearing within the short two years, two and a half years that I was there. So just imagine what's going to happen in 10, 15, 20 years, right? We're not even talking about decades here. We're talking about years. So I'm so happy that you're doing this, you know, in, in a sense that to bring more voice out there, to bring more um, awareness out there, but make sure that you are safe because uh, we we love you and we want you <laughs> we, we 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 want you to be around so yeah thank you. 
thank you, thank you, Stanley. I'm trying to or, do my best, but uh, yes, uh, uh, let's think positive things and uh, fingers crossed. Yeah, fantastic. All right, well, you know, um, it's been a pleasure. We're coming to the one hour mark. It was such a pleasure to hear a lot of story from you. And, you know, when you finish the project, perhaps you could come back to the podcast and share a little bit about that project, about, you know, the impact that it has been give, it has given. I think that would be amazing to, to hear. Um, but one question that I always ask my guests, um, you know, and you say it yourself, I, as, a, as an artist, um, we have the responsibility to share our vision, to share our voice with the younger generation or with the rest of the world. So if there is one advice that you could give either to young, younger yourself or maybe to your daughter or maybe to anyone in the world, right? Just the one advice, what would that one advice be? Um, that uh, choosing one advice is not easy actually, but if I should choose just one, uh, I can advise them to work so much and not race with the others, but race with yourself. Uh, you should be a better person uh, before uh, the person yesterday. Uh, just race with yourself, not the others, and don't keep, uh, don't uh, leave uh, working, work so much. Because I believe that if someone works so much, uh, he can succeed, she can succeed. Wow, that is such a great um, advice, especially, you know, in, in the photography area or in the artist area, you know, the artist um, community, um, you know, there's a lot of competition there's a lot of people uh, a lot of imposter syndrome um you know people are feeling that their art is not good enough compared to other people so i believe that this is such a, a great advice and it's such an important one too so thank you very much for sharing your wisdom your story as well as your insights right um to all of this um unique experiences now if this, uh, if the audience want to find more about your photography, about the project that you're working on, or simply just want to get to know you better, what is the best way to find you? Um, my webpage uh, is one of the best uh, way to find me. Also, I have an Instagram page and Twitter account. Uh, they can find uh, everything uh, in that three uh, platform, every information about me. Fantastic. All right. Well, uh, you know, we'll put that in the description. So if you want to find out and get in touch with Dilek, then feel free to do so. But thank you very much for being here, Dilek. It's been such a pleasure. It's been a great conversation. I love hearing your story. I love hearing your wisdom. And I am sure that the audience out there will get so much value from this. So Thank you very much for your time. And um, I very much appreciate having you here. Uh, thank you so much, Stanley, for uh, inviting me uh, to this podcast and uh, giving this opportunity to me. Thank you so much. No, no worries at all. And, you know, like um, I, I, I love having a, a female in, in my podcast because 
there are a lot of male photographers out there and it's proven to be more difficult finding female coming to the podcast. And like you say, right, um, you know, so I, I believe that's important to, you know, to um, to speak their their voice as um, as a female or a male, right, whichever you are. But we know that the male are a lot more dominant in this in this um, in this niche. So thank you very much for being here and for um, having that courage, not only to voice your um, messages, but also to actually go out there and knocking on doors and doing the things that most people don't want to do to share this social issue. Um, I, I find a lot of inspiration for that and I admire you for that. So yeah, uh, fantastic. Thank you. Thank you so much, Stanley. All right. Well, Wiki Hunters, thank you very much for uh, listening in. And man, that was a great podcast. It's just so much wisdom, so much great stories behind that. So make sure you check Delex photo. There is so many great gem. And when you go to her photo, you can feel the emotion that she tried to tell through those photographs. So let us know in the comment or in the um, in the review how you feel about this um, podcast. Um, if you enjoy this particular episode or any other episode, don't forget to subscribe and let me know if there is other photographer, other artists that you'd like me to have an interview in this podcast. Well, with that being said, um, Wiki Hunters, thank you very much for listening listening in um, today. Um, I'll see you guys next week. Keep creating and keep shooting. Until next time.